Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey team, December is upon us. Crazy hey, how on earth did that happen? And December can be one of those times of year where there's so much magic and connection and just so many cool things going on, but it can also be a really daunting time, particularly for a, for those of us who are on the, on the alcohol-free journey or for other reasons too, like it can be a difficult time of year and we can, we can worry about what might happen on Christmas Day and New Year's Eve and these kinds of things. So me and Ellie, we're ve- well, we're very aware of that. We want to try and create some content over the course of the next month that's going to be really helpful. So we thought we'd kind of bookend the month um, with uh, you know, with some podcasts that are going to do just that. So today we're going to talk, kind of take a zoom out. We're going to look at December, look at a way of going into it with uh, with positivity and a way of yeah, just inviting in that magic and um, and being touched by it, so that we we're in a really good space um, when Christmas finally comes along. So we really enjoyed um, putting this together and having this conversation. It was really enjoyable and fun. So I um, hope you do too. So that's it, really. Not much else to report here. 3,000 of us in the Facebook group, pretty, pretty awesome. Please come along. Please come and uh, share your input as well if uh, if you're on Facebook and uh, you feel aligned with that. Right, there we go. Without further ado, I'll hand you over to me and Ellie. That shows how, how long I've been away from an early press leave meeting there. <laughs> Adios. Adios. You're Here on your own are. again, buddy. It's all right. I can, I can handle it. <laughs> This, this feels a bit Ugh. weird, actually. I haven't seen you face-to-face for a while. Yeah, I know. People always say that. People say that to me all the time. It's well, just, you're weird. Just seeing me face-to-face. Yeah, it's really weird seeing you face-to-face. Someone, I can remember someone saying in the podcast, your your face doesn't fit your voice. I was like, yeah, oh. it's probably hmm. true. Your face has changed a bit. You've been, I was going to call it topiary, you know, where you what, <laughs> with what? bushes. And talk about oh, bushes right. again you know where you carve shapes in bushes <laughs> but when you do, do it on your face on your face bush what's that it's called, called? A, that's called a beard yeah but what's what's the art of trimming it called uh i don't know uh what do you call it when you go to get your hair cut what are those guys called that call cut your hair barbers, barbers. barbary it's called barbary 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 <laughs> But yeah, no, here I am. I don't think my voice has changed. Um, no. I'm a bit paranoid I've got spinach in my teeth. No, I don't. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, think, we've lost all semblance of professionalism. This is the, <laughs> this is the best opening to a podcast I think we've ever had. Yeah, we have. I think that's right. I Just imagine right. when we do that award ceremony that we do for the past year. God, it's going to be right up there. You know it. Best opening. <laughs> best opening to a podcast goes to... Salmonelli. And uh and so here we are. It's December. Fa la 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 la. So we felt we felt it appropriate to mark the occasion with a podcast that's gonna set everybody up nicely for this wonderful festive month. Yeah. But we've got to put our Christmas jumpers on, so we'll do that for future ep. 
oh that'll happen well i mean we're having to like get all thinky about dates and stuff aren't we because this is so this is going to air on the 6th of december i think so yeah we'll be in the run-up to christmas and we we will definitely stay well stay tuned for some podcasts around christmas and new year alcohol free or you know or whatever we're, we're definitely going to do that because it's it's much requested um and i think it's um well, it's it's an amazing time of year that can be a real opportunity and it can be really, really magical. So we wanted to kind of just bookmark the beginning of the month with a really cool episode that will hopefully help people along the along the way, whatever your plans for for December. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, it can kind of creep up on us and it, 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 it does feel a bit like that, that it's like, shit, where did, where did December come from already? And then you get into all the busyness of it. So... If you're like I was a few years ago and you just like love Christmas, but perhaps aren't incredibly intentional about it, now might be a really good opportunity to approach it a bit differently and to think about it a bit differently. Because certainly like I, I, oh God, I, I just, I love, I love the whole festive season it's we you used this word earlier when we were talking about this episode about it being magical and to me it really is and if i think about how i uh how i consumed christmas <laughs> how i participated in christmas yeah there's a lot of consumption went on um oblerones oblerones chocolate oranges Remember Quality Street? You're you can now go stuck into John in the, Lewis. You're so in the 80s. You can now go into Quality. <laughs> you can go into Quality. You can go into John Lewis, and they've got these dispensers. So you, oh, you get you get your box, and then if you just want to fill it with the purple one, you just fill it with the purple one, or the green triangle. So you know, no more arguments and no more leftover coffee, coffee. Um, what they're called, coffee creams that nobody there aren't likes. Any coffee creams in Quality Street? Are there? There used to be. Oh, mate, you're so stuck in the eighties. Oh, I know. Well, my my dad used to get he used to get the um, toffee pennies, and he would chew them mm. up so they were really really soft. And then he would call the dog up, <laughs> and he would stick the toffee penny to the roof of the dog's mouth, and she would go trying to get the toffee penny off the roof of her mouth. My dad was horrible. What yeah. a horrible thing to do to the beagle. <laughs> Poor beagle. So apart from that, it's really magical. It's really magical. And uh, this is really good at the start of the month. Woo. Before we get into busyness, take a breath and just have a think about how you want this month to be, because it could be a really, really different experience just by bringing conscious awareness to it. Yeah, definitely. So so one one little thing you might do now in this moment is, is just to... It's just to consider the fact that Christmas is, um, well, it's a word, isn't it? Ultimately, it's my Christmas and someone else's Christmas might be different. And some people think about Christmas Day and they think about the build up. But really, it's the I mean, often I get to Christmas Day and I'm like, oh, and then it's over. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, then 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 it's like, oh, this won't be happening till next year. But actually, there's a real opportunity now here to be like, yeah, all right, I'm really going to be present in whatever way that works for me over the next month. And I'm going to notice like all the little cool things that happen, all the social events, um, mm. just this kind of sort of a uh, society wide decision we make to just sort of drop a load of rules that are like made up obviously. And mm. uh, sort of the time of goodwill and all that. And we just sort of start leaning into stuff 
because we're, we've decided that's what we're going to do. Um, mm. But you can just start getting curious about that and, and noticing it in a way that you might not have noticed before. Mm. What's your favourite made-up thing about Christmas? Well, I do you know what I find funny is that it's not that... In some ways, it's a falling away, actually. I'm not sure it's a making up. I think it's we let go of a load of shit that we hold on to you know that you have these kinds of like traditions at christmas of like you know goodwill and you know all these and and connection and being charitable and you know not being a scrooge and all and all that kind of stuff well it's actually we could we could very easily just be like that i think that's that's naturally that's <laughs> naturally what we like yeah well we just so we've kind of got this idea that you know don't don't be a knobhead at christmas <laughs> it's, it's like, um but you can be a knobhead the rest of the year, but there is this like, you know, there's a couple of days oh, where, yeah. where you got to toe the line. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's just interesting. It is. It is mad how some of this stuff comes about because yeah. Like why, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you be nice <laughs> January through November? Like it's, it's nice to be nice. Yeah. It's, um, it's crackers, but it's very magical. Yeah. And one of the things that we were talking about earlier on was, um, what was the phrase I used? I oh, it was great. It's a sensory feast. Yeah, I love it. Oh, and isn't it? It Yeah, oh, there's just so many things that I love, particularly the whole Christmas tree thing. So of the things that are made up, I love the made up thing about the Christmas tree because they smell really nice. <laughs> and every morning we um, drop the kids off at school park in like a little farm and then walk through to the kids school and they're selling Christmas trees at the farm and so you're basically walking through a tunnel of Christmas trees and it just smells divine like it's just wonderful and it's those moments that where you're truly present to the smell of the pine or the gingerbread or the cinnamon the the feast for the eyes with lights and candy canes and all of the stuff like it's it's a really beautiful thing and it can really um really bring us into the present moment when we're you know typically not in it so much so i just i i love all of the christmasy bits around the edges but to to use it as a point of anchoring to become more present to what's happening in the now as opposed to just being caught in the busyness. I think it can be a really, you know, there, there are just so many opportunities for it at Christmas in the lead up. Yeah, we kind of have this uh, shared collective story that we just invite into our house. Like, There's no other time of the year where you like just randomly cover your house in weird shit. Let's bring it in. <laughs> we, we, me and Rob were, um, we were decorating the lounge the other day. And by the way, I know that there's going to be some people rolling their eyes and being like, well, yeah, there's also a load of stupid shit at Christmas and like, you know, consumerism and and, and like, yeah, sure. I, I hear you, but it's, it's an interesting thing to just zoom out a little bit and actually consider just this collective story that in the countries that celebrate it, etc., we just invite in this time of year. Like I say, we decorate our house with weird stuff. We buy different food. We do different stuff. And like as I say, me and Rob were sorting out the lounge the other day, and about halfway through, she went, "This is mental. <laughs> Look at what we're doing. Like we're put, we're putting like just random 
cute weird shit all around the house like isn't that mad that we've just made this up like in in an alternate universe this is like not a thing you know i think and we've stitched together all these different things you know obviously there's you know christian elements and and then we've got like this tree which i think is i think it's german isn't it the the tradition of the christmas tree and then we've got like you know it's kind of like religious but not and then capitalism's been thrown in and and it's all it's all jumbled into this like mix Mm. so yeah Mm. it is a strange time to sit back and like observe it all and it is quite magical and and i think it is a sensory feast like i when we were chatting about this i said to you oh i I was just taken back to a moment standing in center parks a few years back with my mates and their kids and it was misty and we were like looking over the lake and there were some fireworks for for whatever christmas thing was on and the kids ran off to go and see santa's grotto and and we were like you know i was drinking a a tea outside in the cold and just it was just like oh yeah like it's really special but it, it it's always really special like life is special in every single moment in every single hour of every single day but we just we allow ourselves to invite that in at christmas and kind of yeah like it's a given um for many yeah. people not always like it's it's created from inside of us our, our like our feelings around christmas so for some people yeah. i know it can be a really difficult time too um mm. yeah yeah but the, 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 i think part of it is the, this you know there are just so many cues there are so many different things going on so it's in the car <clears throat> driving home i stay with the kids and they're like oh let's look out for christmas lights and so mm. you you have like these cues all around you and so i think that this is why it is a really great opportunity to be more um open to whether it's something visible something that you smell something that you feel but to be more aware and more present to what's going on it's 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 just a really you know that this i liked how you said welcoming it in there there is so much to welcome in it is really uh like for the nervous system it's really delightful like lots of soothing things lots of calming things uh so i think for all of us kiddies and adults like there is there's like something for everybody and it can be a really nice way to um just be more be more present to your life because everything else is the same, right? Still got to go to work and get the kids to school. and But there's this noticing of what's happening around us and partaking more in the, the being than the doing. Although although we can get drafted into the doing very, very quickly because there's a bunch of stuff linked to the traditions of, like you were saying, the kind of food that we consume and bringing trees into the house and all of that, like it's a fine line between the being and the doing before you start getting consumed with all the stuff. And I was just saying to you earlier, um, given current circumstances and stuff that's going on in my life, this may be the first year that I'm not going to do any Christmas cards. And it's not because I can't be bothered. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, it's something I've done every year because I particularly you were talking about connection and for me it is a a point of connection with people particularly far-flung people and uh it it just doesn't feel right to do it this year it doesn't feel right to do it for my own personal reason and um so that time that would ordinarily be consumed with 
card writing, I can use that time in a different way and be much more conscious about what I'm doing, you know, whether I've spent that time with the kids or, you know, or just being and not doing anything like it. I just, I feel like I want to be much more, um, I mean, I, I tend to be quite, uh, I don't tend to be quite present at Christmas because I bloody love it, but I just want, I want to consume it in a different way myself. So this, this episode isn't actually just for you guys. It's for me too. I want to, I want to approach this Christmas in a different way. Yeah. Well, so we were talking, I think I said like this idea of sort of choosing Christmas again, and mm. this might be, this might be a really powerful thing for anyone who's particularly, um, you know, worried that maybe this is their first alcohol-free Christmas or first alcohol-free January or or seventh, you know, it, it's, and you feel like perhaps you haven't chosen it. Well, well now's your, your opportunity to do that because I think if there was one thing that really brings everything together at Christmas, it's, um, it's connection, right? It's being reminded of our, it's kind of like a, for some people would describe it as kind of a religious time or a spiritual time, but also like a time of just connection. So whether you, whether you, you know, whether you have a religion or not, or whether you consider yourself to be a spiritual person or not, it's a, it's around connection. And, and if we, if at any level, anybody tuning into this has got, or has had the idea or the belief, or you, you have a, um, an inkling that this might be true for you, that alcohol and connection have felt like one requires the other, then it may feel like there's a bit of a hole around this time of year because you're going to think that you're missing out on something that that provides connection. So it's actually a really wonderful opportunity to to blow that belief out the water to because connection is has got absolute I mean we we made a podcast a while back now about how it's just a placebo. It's not real. You know, alcohol doesn't actually provide connection. It destroys connection. Um and you know you only have to walk into kind of any event to see that later on if people are sloshed and and alcohol is a brilliant way of you know creating arguments at a time of year where we are actually focusing on love and connection but so one way of doing this would just be to realign yourself to what christmas means to you just sort of go on a mini coaching session so it would be what's important to me about christmas what would i really like to align to and if you, you know, so maybe it's connectivity, family, whatever it might be. And in the moments, if you notice that you've, act, you know, innocently not done that, it's like, okay, let it go and just move on. And then just, just put it on the back burner, like what you want to get out of Christmas. And so a practical way of looking at it is something like, I don't know, perhaps previously there was the work night out or a kind of get together with friends, for example, and it was kind of a really boozy affair and Oh, and and this time around, you're going to actually be like, no, well, I'm actually going to go. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to leave at nine o'clock because I know what it gets like after that. I'm going to enjoy the food. I'm going to enjoy the pudding and the knowledge that I'm not like, you know, and just realign to what's important and and make the, I don't know, apply, put put less effort into some things and more effort into other things. So put more effort into connecting with other people and put and just notice when you're getting caught up in that worry about what things might be like and, and just see what it's like to go on that journey. Because, I mean, it's, I just love it. The idea of drinking around, it's really funny, isn't it? Because the moments where we most celebrate life. So if you think about like a wedding or if you think about um, um, Christmas or a birthday, they're all, they're all booze soaked. And how wild, right? That in these moments in life where we're kind of celebrating 
because that's the default setting. We don't kind of like, we forget that you can just celebrate life in every moment. We drown it in something that makes us forget or makes mm-hmm. us emotionally kind of like go a bit mad or like, you know, whatever it might be. It's kind of mad when you step out of that and look back at what's going on. It, it just, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the, the claws are, are in deep, right? So it's, it's like where you were describing that um, Centre Park's experience and standing in the cold and mm. you know, having that sensory experience with a tea. But certainly a lot, a lot of these festive gatherings, what gets served, things like mulled wine. And it can be really easy to get drawn into those sorts of things because of the tradition of it, the, you know, the made-up nature of um like, like all, all this bloody stuff's made up but because it's traditional it's like oh well it's traditional i need to have the mulled wine because it's traditional but those what i didn't realize until that first so what was that three years ago that first christmas where i chose to approach it really differently i had no idea how alcohol worked with the brain and body really so i i didn't realize just how it impacts upon so if that sensory feast is just going to get dulled immediately yeah so if if you love it you love the sensory experience then numbing it and you can't selectively numb you numb the whole thing then you know the thing that the the lovely warming glass of mulled wine actually isn't the thing that enhances it it's the thing that destroys it all like it you know it, it it's just not the same so I love what you said about determining what's important because that Christmas three years ago for me that's exactly what I was doing I was working out well, what what's important here and what's what's true in my own experience so I drank mindfully points around the festive season and was just astonished at what I discovered and just how it took away from my lived experience. It's kind of funny. Do you know, I was just sitting thinking, I, I think this will be my ninth alcohol-free Christmas because I, I'm i pretty sure that the before I stopped the preceding two years, I was on like alcohol-free periods around mm. that time. So I think I've had a lot more alcohol-free Christmas and birthdays than I have actual like you know, official alcohol year, year, you know, years free or whatever. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt that once we clear through that stuff, the falsities and just meet, meet our friends and meet the things as they are and make decisions for us, like it's so magic. And what you say is so true because that feeling of like, um, and we're all going to have our own flavor of this, but that kind of magical feeling of standing in the in the mist and being there with a hot drink. And I mean, actually, one of my at Christmas, I I get um, they used to do it in Twinings or something like they used to do this like powdered, uh, just like mulled wine drink. Right. It's not alcoholic, but actually it's like mold and, you know, just it it's just it's Christmassy and it's and it's hot and it and it I don't know, like to me. And then you don't get the just like you've said you don't get the half an hour later, the, the, the dulling. And do you know, it's really interesting. This is a really powerful point to share, I think, because I think for very, for a lot of people, it's very clear that they, 
that they want to um, get rid of a feeling by drinking. Like we've spoken a lot about that. So for many people, the pattern of, oh, I don't know how to deal with this anxiety or discomfort or insecure thoughts or whatever it might be. So I'll drink. But actually one other very, very, very um, important pattern to be on the lookout for that you may have never noticed before is that at a time like Christmas, we're feeling great. We're feeling good. We're feeling special. The kids are excited. Everyone's on like a natural high and a buzz. And we we go, we innocently go, oh, I want to maintain it or I want to increase this. Um, mm. And if we think that alcohol is going to do that, it doesn't do that. It, you know, it gives us whatever window of feeling and then it gets torn away and then we feel completely disconnected. We lose the magic and we wake up feeling horrible. And, and that pattern is interesting. Like um, Sydney Banks always used to say about the journey, the spiritual journey that, you know, if you find, if you catch yourself trying to go higher, like give, give that up, just, just be with the feeling, just sit with the feeling and the feeling will take you higher rather mm. than trying to like conceptualize or intellectualize what it means to like feel better or increase the feeling just just be just be with it just be grateful that you've got the feeling and 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 try and not even a try but if you notice and if it's an option just just let go of the the seeking to want to keep a hold of it or because actually a lot of the time that's when we innocently push it away because you know it's always there and once we fall out of our insecure thought and into the moment we're just with it and i think we're just because we've got this story that puts connection forefront at Christmas, we're just more likely to let go of a load of insecure thinking that we sometimes have and just fall into mm. that space. And then we mm. can innocently knock ourselves out of it by having that that drink or that wine. And, you know, the story <laughs> you said about like having a drink, having that like small, was it a small bottle of wine and sitting in the car with the, you know, kids and feeling, <laughs> feeling shit yeah. and just like irritated when actually you were having, yeah. you know, it was magical, right? It was magical beforehand, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but and, and this is the thing that that what I was getting a taste of. So this is my sort of first few days of not drinking and and not having any desire to drink. Like it was it was wild having, you know, literally a couple of weeks before, I couldn't string a couple of days together without feeling deprived and missing out and all of those things. So to be heading into December and all of these festive activities with a completely different mindset and not being low level hungover all the time. It was just, it it was wonderful. And I had this rediscovery of what it's like to be a kid, you know, like that excitement, that wonder, that fascination that you have as a kid. And this was the infamous trip to Lapland UK. We went down there and you know, I, I was just like, I was just high as a kite, like with the kids. It was just absolutely wonderful. And I had no intention of drinking at all. And we got about halfway through the day. So we'd done baking gingerbread with Mrs. Claus and all of that business. And then got to your sort of your halfway point during the day, getting something to eat. And I hadn't told my husband that I wasn't drinking because I didn't want to make a big thing of this. You know, I'd read this thing, this naked mind thing. And then, and so I just, I, just, I hadn't told him anything about it. I'd just quietly stopped drinking. So when he goes to get the food, he came back and he brought this single serve wine with him. And I was a little bit cross about it because I didn't want to drink. But then, you know, that's that he was trying to do something nice. And then typically, that's what I'd have done. I'd have had a, a glass of wine over lunch with the kids and en enhancing. And of course it doesn't enhance anything. 
to celebrate the occasion and enhance the occasion. And so when I was presented with this, and it was like a crappy single serve white wine, and my choice was either to drink it or to not to drink it. I didn't want to drink it, but the the two thoughts were, well, I can't waste it. <laughs> like this crappy single serve wine, can't waste it. I heard somebody talk about this the other day and it made me laugh because like, yeah, that's me, can't waste it. And then the other thought, which was a much better quality thought, was it can't be that bad though, surely. And what I was referring to was what I'd learned about how alcohol works with the brain and body and how we have this initial 20 minutes of uh, stimulation where um, the pleasure center of the brain stimulated. We feel uh, it, it, it can be that feeling of relief or it can be the buzz, you know, people will describe it in different ways. But as our blood alcohol content's rising, we have this 20 minutes of euphoria, whatever you want to call it. And then because the brain is trying to keep us in um, balance, we then, you know, what comes up, what goes up must come down. We then have four to five hours of dysphoria. And I and I didn't, I'd never heard this before. And so my question of surely it can't be that bad was referring to that. So I thought I'd try it out, didn't I? So I didn't have to waste the single serve wine. And it was true. And it was, it was so weird because... I was already in a really great place. So the upside of it, the blood alcohol content rising part, I didn't, it didn't register. The only thing I noticed was I was still outside and it was cold and I felt warmth. That was the only thing I noticed from actually imbibing the drink. Beyond that, it was all the downhill business that I felt full force whilst I was trying to, you know, do ice skating with the kids and, you know, the kids are getting tired throughout the day and get more irritable and all of that. And what I felt was what it's like. And this is a really great thing to do if 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 you're curious. It's a great thing to do is to just have one drink at, at something like the middle of the day and then see what happens for the rest of the day. If you don't have that second drink to relieve the discomfort of having had the first, because I had to experience that whole thing right the way around the second half of Lapland UK and then around the M25 on the way home. And it, and it was horrible. It was mm. really, really horrible. Yeah. And a lot of people, they kind of, you know, we're all different and we can argue over, you know, 20 minutes of feeling or 30 minutes of feeling or whatever. But ultimately if you don't then take the next drink, which, because that's the thing, a lot of people will say, well, I get a few hours out of it. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, if you keep smashing drinks and keep making mm. your drink stronger, you might be able to kind of like increase that a bit. But what you'll notice is that it's it's not like that initial one, like even the ones that follow and and hardly anyone. I mean, for me personally, no matter how bad, like no matter how kind of like bad things got in terms of my drinking, one thing that I very, very rarely did, if ever, was uh drank in the afternoon if I knew that I couldn't then drink afterwards. Like I'd rather not start. Mm. I'd much rather like just leave it until whenever it was that I could just follow one after the other. And consciously, I didn't consciously I I I wouldn't have had like a reason for that. I would have just been like, ah yeah, I don't like drinking in the afternoon or whatever. But and actually interestingly another pattern for me was I think I metabolize things very quickly. It would appear, appear from certain things in in my life and that my body just metabolizes things fast. Um, and 
so I would be someone who I would do it because the idea of like an all day, all night drinking session was like, oh yeah, great. We'll start drinking at 12 and we'll just like drink until six in the morning. But actually it was, it was, it was horrific because, because of how I am by the time it was like five or six o'clock or something like that, I'd be feeling absolutely dog shit, which is often why I then go looking for other things to like try and make myself feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, And you I never really understood people that would be on like a 24. I just, I just felt terrible and just was a, a, a horrible thing. So, so yeah, I mean, this is one of those things, isn't it? This is not like a, you don't have to do these things if, um, if you've stopped drinking, of course, but if you're someone whom for whom you're like considering going alcohol free over Christmas, or if you're that, this is a really powerful opportunity for you to actually just fine. Then, then, have a few drinks con- con- um, consciously and mindfully, but get curious about it. Be like, oh, actually, if I'm on a high, if I'm feeling really good, does it actually increase that? Mm. Because my, our assertion is that alcohol doesn't do that shit. Like there's a real difference between, so I spoke um, on a Q&A in one of the This Naked Mind paths a while back and it, for whatever reason it, I mean, I hadn't framed it like this before. It just seemed true to me in the moment. So I shared it and it impacted a lot of people who've continually asked to, who've watched that Q&A back a good few times. I was talking about the difference between pleasure and joy mm-hmm. and basically saying, you know, drugs can give us pleasure in the body. You know, I've reliably been told that if you if you shoot up with heroin, it will make your body like feel good, right? But there's a real difference between that and uncaused joy. Yeah. And no matter how euphoric a drug may be, it's not joy because joy pours from us, from the nature of who we are when our Mm. thinking falls away and we connect with the moment and we just get reminded of the infinite joy and majesty and magic of life, then we feel joy. And if you're trying to create, if you're trying to expand on the experience of joy with something that at best can bring a short period of pleasure and then displeasure, like they're not the same thing. So you're no. you're not going to succeed and you're innocently going to rob yourself of joy, even though your goal is to try and prolong it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what happened at Lapland UK. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds it. like it. Morning, childlike wonder, joy. And then the afternoon of of hell, of being robbed of all of that. And 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 then of course is that all of the recrimination of oh. I knew I shouldn't have done that. I knew I shouldn't have done that. And now I'm getting all snippy with the kids and I'm all tired and grumpy. And I've got to go see bloody Santa. Ooh, bloody Santa. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. What a dick. <laughs> yeah, what a dick, bloody Santa. Probably. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, but I, um, I'm really thankful for that experience because mm. there is nothing, you know, nobody else's words or stories or, nothing could have given me that same um, insight that I had through living through that. And Mm. so this is why mindful drinking to me is like one of the best things that we can ever do. And when people talk about having setbacks or data points, drinking when they hadn't necessarily planned to or didn't really want to, it's these moments. These are the moments that are rich in so much information, so much uh, opportunity for insight, for things to be really different. Like I would have, when I went into that December back in 2019, I had no idea what was coming. 
no mm. idea at all. I was a massive drinker and uh, you know, got partway through and realised, like, I'm never going to drink again. And, if, and, of course, it's not quite that simple. It's not that straightforward. But those opportunities that I took, Lapland UK being one of them, and uh, Christmas Eve being another, like, does, does this really enhance Christmas Eve? So every Christmas Eve, another made-up thing is, oh, well, you have to have champagne when you wrap the presents, don't you? Because that's what you do. You listen to the carols, you put the um, uh, put Michael Bublé on or whatever, and to have champagne. And I thought, well, I'm going to test this out. I'm going to test this out. I'm going to see what happens. Guess what? Fucking ruined it. <laughs> but if I hadn't have chosen to do that, I might still be, you know, romanticising that in some way. Oh, but you know, because because we kind of kid ourselves with what it does and doesn't do, and. I certainly would have believed that alcohol enhanced things. And, you know, sure, that's why it's around all of these occasions. But testing that out for myself and realising it is not true. It just detracts from the majesty of it all. It just dampens it all down, takes you out of the moment. Hang on a minute. Right, this doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Well, look, and it's one of those things because there's no... I'm I'm actually quite um I think it can be very powerful to work with the content of our personal relationship with alcohol or addiction or the belief systems that we have. It feels a little bit like so the analogy I think I used before was like it it's like if you imagine a like a river that's sort of clogged up um and there's a dam made of loads of pieces of wood and we're sort of like throwing the wood out bit by bit by bit and testing it and getting rid getting rid of those beliefs. But it's also true at any point, you know, if someone's listening to this and they're three years alcohol free or whatever, and they're like, oh, well, I didn't test those things. At any point, we can just bring the the level of the water up so high that it just takes out the entire dam. And the way that we do that is we, we touch, um, well, we touch who we really are. You know, we touch the, the truth of who we are, not Sam or Ellie or mm where joy really comes from, where peace and love really yeah. come from. One, one, to, one, one foot in that place and the insight that, that many people have, I see reliably in is, you know, that all of that stuff I was looking for, it doesn't come from the outside. It doesn't come from drugs. It doesn't come from any of that stuff. It comes from, uh, comes from that place. So yeah, I mean, look, there's a whole bunch of beliefs that I didn't sort of get rid of. Uh, at the time <clears throat> so i think it's kind of a bit of a dance of where we happen to be on our journey so uh but yeah i mean whatever it is whatever whatever you're looking for um christmas is a beautiful opportunity to test it like if you're still drinking and you know some of the things that ellie's saying really speak to you what a brilliant opportunity to to align and look mm -hmm. at like is it actually making it more special and, and sort of take some literal or mental notes and and if you're five years or ten years alcohol free and you feel like it's one of these times of year where you're still a little bit, you feel like a bit like you're missing out. Then it's about le leaning into, you know, that, that truth of like where those feelings really come from and, you know, what, what is it to feel joy or peace or, or love? Because it seems pretty clear to me that most people would, would know that the kind of, you know, love or sloppy love that we kind of might feel under the influence of drugs and alcohol. That's not, that's not the real thing. That's not the real deal. That's like a, 
uh, a chemically induced state that makes us walk around telling people that we normally think are knobheads that we love them versus <laughs> versus the actual state which is much much deeper than that so so i don't know this maybe seems like a nice place to like wrap up this this chat mate but christmas is this freaking awesome opportunity and i and i think for a lot of people it can be this scary thing we start freaking ourselves out about what it's going to be like and you know we can't actually feel christmas day on the 1st of december that's not what's going on we're we're purely feeling our thought we're freaking ourselves out with our thinking um and you can align at any moment in time the moment you fall into the present moment and align with you know joy and peace and connection you're going to feel great and that's true today and that's true now and that's true christmas day and new year's eve and you don't need to worry about building up reserves of that shit ahead of time it's like you own that it's just it's a given it's just there waiting to pour out of you so um this is just an amazing opportunity to lean into the magic and and just get really curious and just open up to it and 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 genuinely choose it again choose how you want december to be choose how you want christmas to be choose how you're gonna be i suppose yeah yeah it's just this very gentle allowing of something else to unfold that's really pure and different and true um like what a fucking gift what a gift and i can't i, I can't think of a better time this is it's funny that somebody was um uh, inquiring about coaching and i said oh yeah i might, might wait until january <laughs> you know that old like oh well, i'll just i'll have a, one massive blowout and then i'll come back to this in january and 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 that might that might be a really great decision for for you it might be but and I suppose I'm biased because I did stop drinking in December, but I just think there's something really great about taking one of these occasions, these like seemingly really big moments and turning it on its head and having like adopting this beginner's mind and like, choose, as you said, choosing Christmas again, right? What, what could this, what, what's possible here? what's actually possible here because if you imagine and it's not about necessarily being alcohol free but it's about your intent whatever your intention is for a festive period for um how you want to end this this year then you know that like that that is so it's so bloody powerful it's so powerful you've got this really wonderful opportunity to like for, for things to be just so so different i've uh, do you know what? i've completely forgotten what i was going to say well you wrapped it up you wrapped it up beautifully mate so i don't know what it was you were going to say but i'll edit it back in afterwards you said it, you said it very nicely I had something really important to to add and i can't remember what it was well <sighs> well hey that's um I think that's a nice that's a wrap as somebody says now I, can't, I can't remember well no that i mean that's that's lovely and if it comes to you we'll uh we'll stitch it back in but yeah so wherever you are whatever you're up to get ready for that sensory feast switch on curiosity mode and um yeah just be kind to yourself just be kind and gracious and give yourself the gift of you know of being human and 
so you, you know if you set if you set yourself this alignment of you know well how do i want christmas to be and then you find yourself an afternoon being a grumpy bell end like just just drop it choose again like it's all right it happens we're human right and then you're allowed to just like drop that shit um and just realign to what's important again at christmas and perhaps that's it perhaps it's just yeah choose again perhaps that's the theme so yeah right love you all very much looking forward to we'll, we'll follow this up with a potentially a more practical one for for christmas and, and new year but you don't need any of the stuff in the practical stuff like it's this is bigger than that this is just a feeling thing feel your way through it um and then all the other stuff will just come mm. Mm. see if we can will santa in for the next episode oh I, I can do that i've got his number i'll have to find it oh, oh, oh. <laughs> is that you laughing <laughs> right love you all see you soon it's kind of crazy to reflect on like yeah nine alcohol free christmases or what will be this year and um just how awesome they are these days and how much more i look forward to them so yeah i hope that uh, many of you gleaned something really um useful or inspirational from that conversation i know that it was really nice for me and ellie to have that chat as we as we move into december all right team you have a freaking awesome week and uh yeah See you next week.